This is Lena from Infected Rain. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Phil from Violence here. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. This is Christian from Lions at the Gate. Yo, 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 Igor Cavalera here. Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton and Metal Radio, the podcast. The podcast to get all your rock and metal news plus reviews. With new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now. Keep it metal. Hell yeah. Welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. That's right. I'm your main man here, Eddie Monster, here to rock out with you guys on Easter Sunday. For those that celebrate Easter, whatever. Uh, you know, fun little fact, maybe you guys didn't know. Did you know Easter was originally a pagan holiday? And why is the bunny rabbit such a symbolic symbol? Because Easter, or at least the bunny rabbit, represented represents fertility, right? So, you get the picture. Anyways, all right, welcome to another exciting edition. We've got some great stuff. We've got bands you should know artists. We've got rock and metal news. And we have another top 10 list. That's right. This week we are doing the top 10 metal albums of 1992. That's right. I was 10 years old in 1992. And a lot of these records are very, very uh, memorable. This is around the time that I really got into collecting music was right around 1992 was uh i remember compact discs were starting to be the new big thing in 92 um first cd i ever bought or had somebody buy it for me i should say uh was green days dookie that was the first compact disc that i ever owned uh but fun fact anyways so uh yeah we've got that going for you guys but of course it's time for the social media side of things that's right if you want to follow us on facebook twitter or instagram just simply click on one of the links in the description all the links will be there as well as we're posting links for all the bands that are playing on the show so if you want to follow the bands you can also do that as well but the one link I want to stress to you guys is pedal to the metal radio show Again, pedal to the metal radio show That is the place to go if you want to listen to new or archived episodes of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast, whether it be on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google, Apple iHeartRadio, wherever it may be. If we have a link, it'll be there, and you can check it out. As well as one more, if you are in a band, if you're a promoter, label, whatever it may be, you want your band played on the show, whether you're signed or unsigned, simply email us at pedaltothemetalradioshow at gmail.com. Again, pedaltothemetalradioshow at gmail.com. All right, there you go. So now it is time. For our top 10 albums of 1992. Now, this was a uh, a somewhat difficult list and a somewhat easy list at the same time as well. I didn't have too hard of a time deciding my top five. It was pretty, pretty simple for me. Uh, anyways, because a lot of these albums were important in such a way um, that would influence my life, you know, moving forward as a metal fan. Uh, But anyways, we always start with the honorable mentions, and my honorable mentions are body count by body count. Now, this was quite the controversial record, if you guys remember. Uh, I I only knew of this record, or the record was brought to my attention because the song Cop Killer was very, very controversial. So if you can find a copy of Body Count's Body Count with Cop Killer still on the record you've got a special record right there let me tell you because those were pulled off the shelves um for fear of you know people would kill cops or fbi agents or whatever so the fbi went after ice t who was crossing over from the rap world into the hardcore world and uh has created body count there you go uh the other honorable mention is legion by deicide a great death metal record all the way through. 
Uh, but anyways, here's my top 10. At number 10, I've got a blaze in the northern sky. This is probably one of the greatest black metal records of all time. If there was a list, Dark Thrones, A Blaze in the Northern Sky would definitely fucking be there. That's such an amazing record. Uh, an essential. Besides Transylvania Hunger, this is definitely an essential for any list. Uh, for black metal. Uh, number nine, we've got Soul of a New Machine by Fear Factory. This was a very important record as well uh, f for fans out there because this was considered the first like real death metal record that mixed you know, the growls with clean singing. So this was a very important record at its time, and it was one record that people had a hard time trying to pigeonhole it into one genre because there's elements of grindcore, there's elements of thrash, there's elements of death metal in, in this record, and that's why it was such an important record. It's actually, right now, like, before Concrete was finally released 10 years later, this was actually considered the debut record, but in fact, this was actually the second record that, Fear Factor had ever made because Concrete was the original recording, um, the original debut, and that wouldn't be released for 10 years. Um, and half of this record is half of Concrete re recorded. So there you go. A little facts for you guys out there. Uh, at number eight, I've got March or Die by Motorhead. This was such a cool record. It features Slash on it. Uh, I believe the version of Hellraiser. His version is also on this record. And it features Ozzy and Slash on I Ain't No Nice Guy. And it also features a cover of Cat Scratch Fever, which is pretty badass. So check that out. March or Die by Motorhead. Uh, number seven, I have America Must Be Destroyed by Guar. This is the first Guar record that ever hit my radar back in the day. And the whole record is basically... Uh, Dave Brocky, a.k.a. Odorous Urungus, and his experience fighting North Carolina police. Believe it or not, because uh, his little fixture there that he always wore, the Cuttlefish of Cthulhu, was uh, taken away from him by the North Carolina police after a live appearance in North Carolina. So yeah, so most of the record is about that. It's a, it's a great album. By uh, by Guar, so definitely check that out. Uh, number six, there's a reason this one is at number six, and I know a lot of people, a lot of you Iron Maiden fans out there, think that every Iron Maiden record is the best record. But uh, I wasn't a huge fan. I wasn't a huge huge fan of uh, Fear of the Dark. I like Fear of the Dark. I'm not the hugest fan. A Fear of the Dark, hence why it's at number six and not further along in the list. But, yeah, there you go. At number six, Fear of the Dark. Uh, anyways, moving on. At number five, I have Danzig 3, How the Gods Kill. This is a great record, Dirty Black Summer. There is a lot of great shit on this record, uh, first of all, for you guys to check out. Just uh, I could always never say this right. I think it's Sistinas or, or Sistinas. Is a great track. I have a hard time saying that. But uh, Left Hand Black, Dirty Black Summer, like I said, Heart of the Devil. Great, great tracks. Godless. Lots of great songs on this record. It's probably one of the best Danzig records out there. Uh, besides the first two, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I still rock out to Dirty Black Summer all the fucking time. I play that shit. Every time summertime comes around, I pop in Dirty Black Summer. To help celebrate the arrival of summer solstice. Uh, anyways, at number four, I have Dirt by Alice in Chains. I know a lot of you guys, oh, they're a grunge band, but they, you know, but Alice in Chains was a metal band through and through. There's just, you know, and the fact that they survived the Battle of the Gargantuan store with, with Slayer, Anthrax, and, and Megadeth, they deserve to be in this list. But nonetheless, Dirt from beginning to end is. One of the greatest Alice in Chains records of all time. But, you know, you're going to see they were just up against three other records that were just as amazing. 
these top four records are the four best albums, hands down, of 1992. So, you know, it's a, it was a t- the top four was tough. Uh, and number three, I've got La Sexorcisto, Devil Music Volume 1 by White Zombie. It was the major label debut of White Zombie. It's not their first record. Definitely not their first album, but it's their major label debut, and it was some game-changing shit, let me tell you. Hearing Thunderkiss 65 for the first time, or like uh, Black Sunshine, Welcome to Planet Motherfucker, Soul Crusher, all great songs. Make sure you check out this album. It's uh, it's one of the best, and they just actually celebrated their twentieth uh, anniversary of this with the twentieth uh, or thirtieth. Trying to remember, I think it's the thirtieth anniversary. I could be wrong. Anyways, uh, make sure you check out Metal Injection. They do an interview with uh, the three members, minus Rob Zombie, but obviously they do an interview with the three members that were on this record. Uh, at number two, I've got Countdown to Extinction. That's right, the great Megadeth record. This was actually the second album to feature what is considered the classic lineup with Marty Friedman, you know, Nick Menza, Dave Ellison, Dave Mustaine, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, you know. Uh, So, yeah, this was a great album. This was obviously the result of hearing the Black Album by Metallica. Thrash bands had to change their sound. you either going to adapt or fail, and Megadeth decided to adapt, and they came out with Countdown to Extinction, um, which the title track itself is is one of my favorite songs in this record, believe it or not. Besides the obvious ones, you know what I mean? I thought I knew it um Shit, not I thought I knew it all. Because that was, that was the next record. It was uh, Skin of My Teeth, uh, you know, obviously the title track. I mean... That one, Symphony of Destruction, Sweating Bullets, Foreclosure of a Dream, Architect of Aggression. These are all fucking great songs. You know, Psychotron. I love it. Ashes in Your Mouth. Just great, great shit on this record. So, yeah, definitely pick this up. Number two on my list. And at number one, this is a no-brainer. Number one, it's, it's Vulgar Display of Power. This is the greatest album of 1992. I'm not going to say I, I this has always been my favorite Pantera record of all time. Obviously, we're going to run into another Pantera record that is also one of the greatest Pantera records of all time. Uh, but this one introduced us to groove metal all the way. And it was just fucking monumental from beginning to end. Every track, even if it wasn't supposed to be. I mean, if you're looking for, you know, what are considered, you know, A-sides and B-sides and fillers, and there was none on this. I would I would sit there. If I could go see Pantera back in the day, and they said, hey, we're going to play Vulgar Display of Power from beginning to end, I would say, fuck yeah. Because I would love to hear By Demons Be Driven, you know, live or hollow completely live you know or or you know no good attack the radical i mean any of those tracks those are my favorite tracks on the record and i'm not and i'm not shitting you you know rise great fucking shit besides the obvious you know mouth for war a new level walk fucking hostile this love you guys all know those tracks right we've heard them a thousand million times and they're great those are those are you know the the pillars of Pantera's career. But then you listen to Rise, No Good, Live in a Hole, Regular People, By Demons Be Driven, and you're like, holy shit. You know, even their deep tracks are fucking amazing tracks. I'm telling you, that's why it's number one on my fucking list. And that's my list, and that's it. All other lists will be ignored by me. Anyways, so yeah, there you go. All right, so that's my top ten. And now it's time to get into our first Bands You Should Know artist. And you know me, and you know that I love discovering bands from obscure 
places in the world that are playing metal music, and I found one. They're called Nefrat. They are a Singaporean death metal band that was formed in 2003. The band released Chaos Unleashed, invoking the masses through imminent visions and ab- abnegation. All in a row. With the release of the band's first full length through imminent visions in 2008, it opened doors for them to play numerous live shows across Asia, particularly Indonesia, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Malaysia, etc. Despite the positive reception towards their debut full-length effort, the band took a step back and went on hiatus due to personal reasons. The frat made a comeback in 2018, which saw the band releasing the second full-length abnegation via Brutal Infection Records. The sophomore album also received overwhelming response across the metal community in Asia, and the frat has also opened shows for the likes of Cannibal Corpse, Misery Index, and Obscura, and Immolation, among others. The band went through lineup changes with the introduction of a new drummer in 2020, but despite juggling the tough schedules among its members and the strict social restrictions in, in a place during the global pandemic hit, the frat recorded a three-track EP in 2021 titled Veins. The EP sees the band in new territory with the exploration of darker atmospheric soundscapes coupled with familiar blistering style of blackened death metal that they produced in previous releases. Veins officially dropped in February 2022, made available for free digitally on the band's official band camp and most major streaming platforms, of course. But presently, Nefrat has also started writing new material, hoping of releasing their third full-length album in the near future. But for right now, we are going to check them the fuck out. That's right, we are checking out the title track. Actually, you know what? We're going to check out In Absentia, which is a track on the EP veins right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. And of course, if you want to follow the band, you can do so at facebook.com forward slash Nefrat Death Metal. Again, I will have all the links for the band listed right in the description so you can click on it and follow them yourselves. So without further ado, here is Nefrat. This is In Absentia right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Oh, 
time everybody uh there's a topic that's out there right now that is sort of a hot topic i mean it's not the first time that i've heard bands being accused of using such technology as backing tracks uh during live performances i've heard at you know one point somebody was telling me that striper uh, uses backing vocals um, to kind of fit, you know, whatever. But anyways, uh, so we heard that Dream Theater vocalist James Labrie was accused of doing it live, much to the fact that he denied it. Uh, Chris Jericho of Fozzie, which, by the way, I'm going to talk about on this show, uh, took the side of backing tracks uh, as a tool to aid artists live to fill out their sound. But Eddie Trunk, radio host Eddie Trunk, and from a host of That Metal Show, um, apparently was not very happy. So Eddie Trunk posted a video of, of the band Santa Cruz playing the Whiskey A Go-Go back on April 6th. And the video clearly shows... That the vocals are still going, but nobody's at the microphone. And I believe this is around the 25-second mark. Um, and apparently, you know, they're saying it's it's just straight up not doing the vocals. It's not really using backing tracks to fill out the sound. But here's what Trunk had to say. This is beyond words. Everyone, I guess, just okay with this. As I've said and have been saying... This has become an epidemic that needs to stop. So bad it's to the point that this band doesn't even attempt to fake their lip syncing. Stunning. Imagine paying to see a band you love live and it's anything but. What's the point? Imagine you are a band that puts the work in to be live and others don't. Play to a computer and fans talk about how great they sound. Pathetic. It's the norm in pop. It's got to stop and rock. Bands, fans, and promoters have to care that a live rock show is live or will only get worse. Madness. I can't, you know, and the thing is, is I can't disagree with Eddie Trunk. Although, you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, And again, you know, you got to look at, you know, what Jericho had said. And it's one thing if, if you're filling up, filling out the stuff that, you know, physically your band can't do. That's one thing. Uh, but to play live and, and clearly vocals are happening and nobody's, you know, doing anything is, is another thing. Uh, but we have a response video and I'm only going to play part of it. And it's from uh, the Santa Cruz vocalist. So let's hear what he's got to say. What's up, guys? It's Archie here. I just feel like I need to clear some shit out. Obviously, there's been a lot of backlash after our show at the Whiskey last Wednesday, and we've been accused of mining on the track, which is not true. We did have backing tracks, but we just had some layers, and that is literally what every fucking big man is doing right now, which is happened to fuck up the timing. So I feel like I need to clear that out right now. So this, this is my vocals, this is what I do live. 
bitch that you keep under your bed. Well, you get the picture right there. If you want to check out the rest of it, you can go on Santa Cruz's Facebook page and check out the rest of the video. But, you know, it's interesting. An artist, Rusty Aper, who is a blues rock, classic rock musician from uh, Hampshire, England, happened to chime in. And he said, holy shit, you guys have made yourselves a joke. You can even see the drummer's laptop open doing whatever the hell made them sound so bad back there. You should respect playing live more. Sounds like not so many people will come and watch next time. And he's got about seven likes on that comment. Uh, but again, so... You know, Santa Cruz... Um, supports this uh, Sirius XM needs to terminate the bloviating Eddie Trunk whatever anyways so Eddie Trunk has got a point none of us we want to hear the real thing we're in rock music okay we're rock and metal we don't want to hear bullshit you know and, and you know we don't want another Millie Vanilli uh, sitting there you know lip syncing showing my age by the way by telling you Millie Vanilli uh, but nonetheless yeah there you go this is something that's crazy, this next uh, article. I did not know, or at least I don't remember, Rob Halford having uh, prostate cancer. And uh, he went, uh, he underwent a, a prostate prostatectomy. I don't know how to say that. In uh, July 2020 to remove cancerous growths, uh, followed by a bunch of radiation treatments in early 2021. Uh, but he was recently interviewed by Full Metal Jackie, and here's what he had to say. Guys and girls, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to keep this temple. You've got to keep the heavy metal temple clean and ready to deal with whatever comes your way. And one of them for me was my prostate cancer issue. Let me quickly tell you, I should have listened to my doctors because my doctors were saying, hey, this PSA prostate specific antigen level is a bit high. I said, I got to do a tour. I'll do it when I come back. So I missed a couple of opportunities Whereby, if I had the treatment earlier, the treatment wouldn't have been as difficult as it was. But hey, we got through it. I have a wonderful team of medical people that looked after me in Phoenix. It happened while we were in the full-on pandemic. So I was in the valley having the prostate removed. And then two weeks of the catheter. And then, of course, a little bit of radiation. A couple months of radiation. But I came through it thanks to these beautiful, incredibly talented people. And I'm in remission. But I will throw this out. Guys, get your blood tests done. Get the checks done. We're going through colorectal cancer month right now in March. So please look after yourselves. It's so important onward and upward. And you got to agree with them. You know, we do need to better take care of ourselves. I, I always remember them saying that if Ronnie James Dio had treated his cancer earlier than he did he probably still would have been alive probably so again it, it's very important to uh, get the checks done take care of yourselves because you never know you never know how long we're on this earth for uh five finger death punch recently just announced a new album in a tour with megadeth uh, but here's the thing that really confuses me is why is megadeth opening for Five Finger Death Punch. Well, the band announced Afterlife, uh, which is also a single. And uh, we don't know when the album's going to come out, but you can catch them on tour this summer with Megadeth, The Hue, and Fire from the Gods um, as openers. And the tour starts on August 19th in Portland, Oregon, and it runs all the way to October 15th in Salt Lake City, Utah. I, for one, am definitely confused as to why they're the openers. But uh, nonetheless, if I was to go to the show, I would see the two bands I, I'd want to see, which was the Hue and, and Megadeth, and I would take off. Thank you very much. Uh, Enterprise Earth, founding vocalist, has left the band. Dan Watson um, was, the was actually the final founding member of Enterprise Earth. And uh, they, uh, him and B.J. Sampson founded the band in 2014. As you remember, Sampson left in 2019, and now Watson has announced that he's leaving. And in a statement, 
he said it didn't come to this because of any because any of us wanted it to, but because the strings of destiny tugged us in different directions. And uh, he also goes on to say, after over eight years, I'm no longer part of Enterprise Earth. I will not be on any tours or any future material. It didn't come to this because of any of us wanted it to, but the strings of destiny tugged us in different directions. I will always love the guys I shared the stage with and slept nut to butt with a sardine can on tour with, and I will always support their future. Enterprise Earth was my everything the last eight years. I cherish the good and the bad from the experiences it brought me, the lessons it taught me, through hardships and the incredible adventures it brought me on, and most importantly, the opportunity to meet all of you. It was hard to see you all as fans because it felt more like family because you treated me as such on the road. Most of you, haha. And really are responsible for me accidentally becoming a successful deathcore vocalist. Successful as in was able to manifest my dreams. You guys pushed me and challenged me and picked me up when I was beat down. I'll never forget it. As for the future, things won't be like what you're used to. They'll be better. Well... That's all I can say is uh, is good luck, I'd have to say. But anyways, the band did release their final album with Watson on vocals. It was called The Chosen. It was released back in January, so check it out. And his dismissal, his departure, I should say, is actually effective immediately. So there you go. Uh, Hypocrisy recruits the Crown's drummer for their upcoming tour. That's right. They parted ways with Radar Horghagen uh, right before their upcoming tour with Septic Flash, The Agonist, and Horizon Ignited. So now they've revealed that Henrik Axelson of The Crown is their session member for the foreseeable future. So there you go. And their tour starts on September 30th in Bochum, Germany. And it goes all the way to November 12th in Berlin, Germany. So there you go. Uh, and you can catch them with Axelson on those dates. I love The Crown. If you've not listened to The Crown, they are an incredible fucking band. Just saying. Uh, all right. Machine Head has announced their long-awaited new record. I thought these guys were, were broken up or going to break up and, and ultimately end. But apparently that's not happening because on August 26th, of Kingdom and Crown will be released by the band, and currently their single "Choke on the Ashes of Your Hate" is out right now as we speak, and it's pretty fucking awesome. So you should want to check that out. But thanks to my two teenage boys, my family has become obsessed with this awesome Japanese anime series called Attack on Titan. This is according to Rob Flynn. The album's concept was loosely inspired by the series in the sense that in the storyline. There is no good or bad guy. Both characters believe they're doing the right thing as it applies to their being. But make no mistake, both are committing acts of pure atrocity and evil. The opening track, Slaughter the Martyr, is basically our character number one's origin story. Uh, so if Kingdom and Crown apparently is a 13-track concept album set in a decimated futuristic wasteland where the sky is stained crimson red and centers around two characters... Apparently, character one is uh, Ares, who is uh, our main character, who loses the love of his life, Amethyst, and goes on a murderous rampage against the vile sect responsible for her murder. Uh, character number two, Eros, is the perpetrator who loses his mother to a drug overdose and becomes radicalized in the aftermath. Eros goes off the deep end, manifesting his own killing spree. Sounds pretty fucking unbelievable, if you ask me. I'm gonna be checking that out, and uh, they got the album is uh, they got pre-orders right now, and you can also pre-save the record. But dude, you know what I love? I lo I still love physical copies. I'm not gonna lie. Bands are coming out with some badass shit, and uh, they got a lot of cool shit that's coming with this record. So I'll be checking that out, and uh, you should too. All right, Nirvana, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam members form a new band called Third Secret, and they're streaming their debut album as we speak. That's right, we're talking about Kim Thale of Soundgarden, um, Kurt Novoselic of Nirvana, and Matt Cameron of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam fame, and they are joined by John Bubba Dupree, who used to be in the band Void. 
and Giants in the Trees vocalists Jennifer Johnson and Jillian Ray. And there you go. If you want to check them out, you can check them out as we speak. They've got a song called Live Without You. Um, apparently, according to Metal Injection, if you're looking for some excellent grungy riffs alongside some early The Smashing Pumpkins type dreaminess, then you're going to love this. So, at least, you know, it's nice to see Kurt, uh, Chris Novoselic, at least back doing something. And uh, Kim Thale as well. Uh, feel so bad for the guys in Soundgarden having lost, you know, uh, Chris Cornell. So it's like, what do you do? And uh, there you go. Right there. Former new band. Uh, Lopan. Their drummer was diagnosed with cancer and they got a GoFundMe that they just launched. That's right. Jesse Bartz was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer and he's undergone surgery uh, to remove a disease found in his tonsils. So GoFundMe has been launched to try and, and basically help with his medical bills and you can donate um, to that. So I'm going to try to post that link if you guys want to donate. Uh, but here's what they had to say. Jesse's having surgery today. Please send good vibes to him and his family as they begin the journey to eradicate the beast. Thank you to everyone who's who has donated or sent kind words. It means the world to Jesse, his family, and us. Although we have surpassed the original goal on the GoFundMe page, please don't let that stop you from donating if you can. Costs will stack up, and he's going to need the help. So there you go. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm going to try to post the link if I can uh, for you guys. Uh, Disturbs David Draymond is saying that they've got a brand new album that's going to be coming out pretty, pretty soon. Um, and he's even released the titles to all 10 songs, but then he deleted it. But we were able to find it. And here are the song titles. Hey You, Divisive, Love to Hate Part of Me, Won't Back Down, Unstoppable, Take Back to take back Your Life, Excuse Me, uh, Feeding the Fire, Bad Man, and Don't Tell Me. And Draymond apparently has, has been quoted saying that the material reminds him of the sickness in 10,000 Fists, and he calls it pummeling and rhythmic and aggressive and anthemic and polysyncopated. There you go, whatever the fuck that means. Moving on, Zach Wild has announced uh, that there is a certain Black Sabbath record that got him into metal, and uh, he's revealed it. Uh, and it was the 1975 compilation album, We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll, so not even a real Black Sabbath record. I was beyond terrified. I've been raised Catholic, and by halfway through that record, I turned full Satanist. By the end, I'd gone back to Catholicism, so just so I could thank God for creating Black Sabbath. Ha, ha, ha. That's what he had to say about it. Um, yeah. He thinks his buddy Tommy sees what he had to say. Well, when I was 11, I discovered Black Sabbath. Before then, that, I was a huge Elton John fan. Still am. But when I was 11 years old, I was in our class, and my buddy Tommy was doing this sculpture of a jawless skull. It had lightning bolt going through and through it, and he had written Black Sabbath 666. I'm just like, what's that? And he's like, it's a band my older brother listens to, and I knew I needed to hear it. I got my mother to buy the record, and I was terrified when I first listened to it. There you go, Zach Wild, and uh, we sold our souls for rock and roll. That actually, funny enough, it's funny. The first time I had really like listen to Black Sabbath, it was also that compilation. We sold our soul for rock and roll, but I had it on CD. He probably had it on vinyl, uh, but nonetheless, still badass. Uh, you know what's pretty cool is Amon Amarth, Jan Hegg, and his wife have been taking in Ukrainian refugees, and I just think that's pretty badass. You know what I mean? And, and in an interview on uh, No Fucking Regrets, he says that a lot of households in Sweden have taken Ukrainians. Um, and he pointed out, you know, many other stuff. He goes, obviously what's happening in Ukraine is horrible. Me and my wife, we took in a Ukrainian family. We have two Ukrainian women and their children living with us. A lot of people in Sweden have been doing that. It needs to be done. Over 10 million people in Ukraine are refugees. And almost 4 million of them 
are refugees in Europe. So obviously they need somewhere to stay. And uh, he talks about, continues to talk about about a modern moth donating money. Obviously it's terrible. It's the biggest refugee crisis since World War II. But we also feel that it's important not to forget that there are other war zones in the world with loads of refugees. So we decided that we would donate the proceeds from a few uh, recent auctions of Where Amana Marth merch to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, which is the UN Refugee Program and Doctors Without Borders. Um, but also, since my wife and I are big animal lovers, we decided to donate to the International Fund for Animals Welfare, especially for the situation in Ukraine where a lot of pets and farm animals are suffering right now and also need our help. So, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, all right. Architects, vocalists, and his fiance have written a children's book. That's right. Sam Carter and his fiance, Abby Kirk, have just released their new kids' book, Sophia Fox Dog Gets Adopted. So, yeah, you can check that out. It's out there. Uh, Tribulation is recording a new EP, and it's their first effort with Jonathan, Jonathan Helton. Um, since he left. So Helton has since been replaced by Joseph Thal, who has never performed a tribulation on anything, so expect it. Um, and that's pretty badass news. As soon as we get more information about this EP, we're definitely going to be sharing it with you. Um, I'm trying to think if I should continue on. With anything, no, we're gonna stop for a minute right now. We're gonna get into our next bands that you know artists, and then we're talking Fozzie right afterwards. All right, our second of our bands you should know artists is also coming all the way from Canada, much like links from last week. We've got another one this week, and they are called Late Night Trouble. That's right, they've got a new EP coming out on April 29th via Curtain Call Records called Lights Out, and they've got a excellent track for you guys to check out right now called fire track if you want to follow these guys you can do so on all social media platforms including facebook.com forward slash curtain call records and uh like i said we'll also have tons of links for the band in the description so never fear we will have a place for you guys to check them out as well but without further ado Here they are on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. This is Late Night Trouble, and this is their track, Fire Track, right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast.
welcome back, everybody. So I wanted to talk about um, a couple of things. So I recently went to my first concert of 2022, which uh, happened at the FET Music Hall in Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. It was free. So why was I going to pass it up? And uh, I went and I met some excellent bands. Now, this is one of the first times that I ever went to a show and was impressed pretty much by every single opening act besides being impressed by the headliner. And uh, one of those bands was Crash Karma, which is literally two people. And you need to check them out because what this guy did with his guitar is unfucking real because it, it has two different pickups and apparently one of them is a bass pickup. So it, he's able to kind of play the bass and the guitar at the same time. It's unreal. It's such, and their show is so just high energy, high energy the whole time. And, uh, yeah, they're pretty badass. They're called Crash Karma. You need to check them out. And the other band that I was very impressed with on the show, when you abbreviate their name, they are GFM. Uh, but when you say it out loud, it, 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 I believe it's Gold, Frankincense, and Mirror is the name of the band. Uh, also, just three girls, tons of high energy, just reminded me a lot of Kitty for some reason the whole time. And it's because their drummer, Lulu, is absolutely amazing. She, the way she, it almost looked like Scott Travis from Judas Priest. You know, you see that drummer and it almost looks effortless to them, right? Like this is just, you know, it's like, it's like putting on your clothes and brushing your teeth and, and doing normal things that you just always do. You know what I mean? Like it, it just looks like second nature. And that's what it seemed like. And and they put in a lot of I mean, these they were impressive. They were impressive. They knew how to work the crowds, uh, for sure. And they were just impressive, so I gotta give them credit. They had a little bit of like a kind of a new metal feel with like you know, kind of kitty and, and a bunch of other elements too as well. Uh, so yeah, I was just very, very impressed by both bands, Crash Karma, GFM, um, and then obviously Fozzy. It's Chris Jericho. That band brings a tons of tons and tons of energy. I was just happy that I finally got to see him live. Um, because I've seen him live as a wrestler and now I've seen him live as as a musician and uh it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. I'm so happy that I was able to go out and, uh, and and just enjoy some live music for a night. You know what I mean? That's what was very, very important and special about that night. It was just enjoying live music with some great bands, great people. You know, what else could you ask for? I'm going to try to get GFM and Crash Karma both on the show. Uh, I'm going to try. So hopefully... We'll be having interviews with them soon. I'll keep you guys all posted when we finally do. Uh, you're always the first to know. My pedal to the metal family. You're always the first to know. Uh, but, hey, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, go out and support music. Support independent music. Support local music wherever your scene is. Right, whether you're in you know the New England area, whether you're in the you know uh, northeast, you know the south, southeast, southwest, you know Midwest, you know Texas, wherever you may be, California, whatever it is, support your local scene, support independent music, and just support music in general. I don't care if you're a metalhead, you're not a metalhead, just support music. Because uh, it's one of the greatest forms of art there is in the world. And I love it. Always have since I was a kid. All right. So thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you guys next week right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast.